Welcome to the Not So Average Podcast. My name is Courtney and I built this podcast to deconstruct traditional advice and the idea of living an average life to inspire you to step into your power and be the creator of your own life. If you're also viewing living an average life as very boring and you're looking to upgrade your mind, body, and soul, then you're in the right place. I'm so glad to have you here. Subscribe to hear new episodes every Wednesday on all streaming platforms. And let's jump into the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning into another episode. It is just me on the mic today, just a solo episode. I feel really excited to just dive into something I've been wanting to share. And it's a question I've gotten asked many times. And so I thought that maybe I should do a full episode on it because I think it could be really applicable regardless of where you're at in different journeys. And I'll explain more. But if you see the title, you know, the one mindset shift that helped me get sober. And this can be applicable to a lot of different areas. So even if you are not someone who desires to get sober, if you don't, you know, whatever, want to evaluate your relationship with alcohol or drugs or anything like that, I think that this is really applicable and something that is really interesting to think about. So to give some context before we kind of dive into today's episode, I have always had a bit of sober curiosity in me. Um, If you know my story, I have done different rounds of like six months at a time where I would stop drinking. One of those times was something I called Cali Sober, where I would smoke cannabis, but not like do anything else, um, including drinking. So now I don't do any of it. I don't smoke cannabis. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't do anything. But there were ebbs and flows of this time. And there was always this deeper knowing that I'm eventually going to have to give it all up because I had a really toxic relationship to alcohol and other substances. And so I really knew this deep down, but to actually make the shift was something that I never knew like when I was going to finally feel quote unquote ready. And when you are like making difficult decisions for your life and making change, you're never going to feel ready. Ready is a decision. It's not a feeling. But I think there is something to say with feeling safe enough to get to a point where you're doing what's necessary to take you to the next level. And so all of the work that I've done on myself, I think that that's what it brought me to is like now I'm I'm finally feeling safe enough to take this next chapter on. And for me, that was sobriety. And so what was this determining mindset shift that got me here? Well, I've done these, you know, six months at a time of giving up alcohol, and then I'd go back. And every time I would give up alcohol, it would be shaming myself out of, like, out of, out of it, essentially. So I would have a really bad night or do something embarrassing or just feel really shitty that I would like, okay, like, I gotta, I gotta give it up. But then I would come back because I'd feel better. And then I was like, well, now I can, I feel finally like I'm good enough to start drinking again. Because I was really in denial that I was actually going to give it up fully. And like, what does life look like without these things? Can I have fun? Can I have a normal life? Can I be seen as somebody who is still a functioning adult rather than looking broken if you don't drink. But I didn't identify as an alcoholic. I didn't have the traditional story around someone that's seen as someone with an addiction. So I really, and this podcast has helped, I think, expand that definition. If you've listened to my episode with Fiona, um, Fiona Hefer, she is the 
co-founder of Sansorium, which is an alcohol-free marketplace. I definitely recommend listening to that episode if you haven't heard it yet, but we talk about expanding the overall definition of sobriety and all of those things, but I really came from a place of shame. And so if you've listened to me before, you might have heard this before, so sorry if it's repetitive, but I promise there's a key takeaway. I went to this event in Tampa and it was the Hay House Publishers three-day event where it was called I Can Do It. And it was a medley of motivational speakers and authors that I listened to all weekend. And although I learned so much in that conference and I had lots of ha-ha moments and I had an incredible time, I didn't have anything like in the conference that legit changed everything for me. It wasn't this like switch in that time. But when I got back from that trip the next day, like I flew home Sunday evening and by Monday afternoon, I had decided me and alcohol and substances are done. And so what was that shift? The shift for me was that I realized that I consume alcohol, which then leads into substances. So alcohol has always been kind of like the first thing. I consume alcohol when I'm in places and settings and around people that I'm not enjoying. And I would use alcohol as a crutch to make it more fun, to make it more bearable, to get through weird conversations, tough conversations, weird dynamics amongst family, amongst friends, amongst coworkers. And I realized that I don't want to be in scenarios that require me to get fucked up to actually enjoy myself and to feel that I can be myself. And so there was a problem of me putting myself in places and spaces and scenarios where I wasn't enjoying it and I was sticking it out because I thought I should. I should do this because they're family. I should go to their event because they came to mine. I should show up because I told them I would. I said yes when I wanted to say no. I did all the shoulds. And you know what happens when we should ourselves? We should, should, should. We are always left feeling resentful in some sort of way, whether that's against the people around us or within our own selves for crossing our own boundaries or for saying yes when we wanted to say no, right? And this shift changed everything for me because it was giving me the ability to identify a pattern that I hadn't quite noticed, which was when I would be, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this, if you've ever been in like a party or at a bar, you're looking around and there's, this is just not a vibe, like the music's maybe pretty trash, the DJ doesn't know what he's doing, and you're maybe around a couple people that are maybe getting annoying or you just don't really connect with, and you're just kind of like, ugh, like I, I don't want to be here, you know? But you're trying to hold it out for whatever reason, maybe it's a friend's birthday and you're just like come on, I gotta hold on for dear life because it's their birthday, I need to show up for them. Or you're really wanting to have a fun night, so you're just willing to stick it out and to get drunk so that you can have that fun night to not remember. That was my story anyways. And there are so many scenarios I've done this, like majority of the scenarios, because now that I'm sober and 
oh my gosh, I remember in this this time in Vancouver, there's this like dive bar that we would all always go to. I'm not going to name it because it's a fun spot, but when you're sober, it is not that fun because it's like kind of gross and it's definitely kind of divey and the, you know, cheap drinks are a little cheaper, but it's like, it was fun when you'd be drinking. But when you're not, you see everything in such a different light. And I was realizing that I never picked up on any of this because I was too fucked up to notice, right? Like, yeah, I was way too intoxicated to ever notice these details that I started to notice when I was sober. And so it made it really come to the surface of asking myself, would I be in these scenarios if I wasn't absolutely intoxicated, like without the presence of binge drinking and maybe some other substances? Would I want to be in this room? Does this look like an accurate representation of my best self? Is this where I see myself heading? Is this the kind of space that I want to continue to show up in and spend my time and energy and money in? And when I started to recognize this pattern, it changed everything for me. What the shift is majorly has been the fact that I I'm so aware, hyper aware now of like what aligns with me and what doesn't. And it can be a really hard thing to swallow when you start to change and grow and evolve because you're suddenly finding the things that you enjoyed, you maybe don't enjoy anymore. The people that you surround yourself with, you might not have as much in common. You might feel annoyed by like the fact that they maybe always gossip. They're always talking shit. There's always drama and chaos that you don't want to talk about anymore. Like maybe that's not attractive to you anymore. And I've gone through this so many times and alcohol was this one like anchor that kept me from ever really breaking free from the toxic shit in my life that I wanted to grow out of, but I just kept seeming to be back in the same space. So, and this doesn't have to be your story, but I think there's a lot of really, really valuable lessons that I've had to learn and so taking the look at like the people we're around and the spaces we're in and the things we're telling ourselves that we have to do we should do we feel out of obligation and that can be a really tough place for people pleasers right where you're always doing everything for everyone else but never yourself and resentment built with that and so when I realize that I'm doing, I'm consuming when I'm not having fun because there have been times where I've been able to like have a glass of wine and like cut it. But more times than not, I would start to drink. I think there's two kind of things. Like once I start drinking, I never want to stop just because of the actual addictive drug inside of alcohol that makes you want to drink more. But the second thing is that if I had one glass of wine and then something starts to go sideways where like maybe I'm not feeling it anymore or there's a conversation that I'm not wanting to have or there's just people I don't want to be around, that's when it's like, okay, let's do shots. Let's have more fun. Let's kick it up a notch because it wasn't like bearable to be around, which sounds so dramatic, but this was my truth. And especially with family dynamics, man, I was really biting my tongue for a long time with family members who crossed so many fucking boundaries and were truly so toxic. And there were things that like they 
really, we had no alignment in values, like core beliefs and values. Things that I genuinely believe in so heavily, these people were the opposite. And so there were family members in my life that I was holding on to to keep the peace, you know, go along to get along, to make sure that everyone is happy for the sake of family. And that was something I had to also let go of because of the fact that just because your family doesn't mean you need to hold on to people who are that toxic in your life. And that was a boundary that I now had to implement. And yeah, it's weird to like actually cut off certain family members, right? But when there's so much that has occurred where you like you're grasping at straws to find any other reason to keep someone in your life like that's when you know right and alcohol was oh it's so crazy being where I'm at now because I look back and I'm like man if I hadn't been drinking from the ages of 15 to 25 I don't think I would have had the tolerance for the bullshit I kept up with in my family dynamics Um, and these are like outside family members not like my parents or sister um I'm very, very close with them if you listen to this podcast, but it was like other, other family members. And I just, I think that going back to all the conflict, alcohol was a number in the sense that it would numb any things that I was feeling and any discomfort and whatever, but it was also a fuel to the fire of that's when I would snap. Like, you know, if you've ever been really drunk and you've finally just like lost it on somebody I've had that happen in the past with family members with this specific family member in in particular and I don't say this to talk shit about them on a podcast it's really to share my experience and to hopefully give you takeaways that you can acknowledge because it's just real like this is just where we're all at and it's so beautiful to understand the lessons in all of these things and so I reflect back and I don't like to simmer in the past. I just really like to like really pull the lesson from it. And so when I think back to how alcohol played a role in these dynamics, like it would either be the thing that would numb and I'd pretend everything's fine when it never was, or it'd be the fuel to the fire where I would actually explode. And then it would create even more chaos and drama. And then I would lose all credibility in those arguments because I was fucking wasted, right? And I just find that now being where I'm at and having the courage to say, like, I don't want to be in spaces I'm not enjoying. I don't want to be around people I don't align with. And it's not the fact that I can't sit in the room or sit at a dinner with somebody that's maybe not my favorite person. I think that would be a very childish thing to continue. But it's more of just I don't want to show up every week to be around people who I don't truly love because time is a very limited resource it's to me my most valuable thing so if I'm spending my time on people that I'm not really fucking with I I gotta reevaluate and I think it's so crucial to think if anything hits home as I'm speaking right now to see how that hits home for you and like what is in your control to do about it because life is way too short to go along to get along to do the shoulds to continue the people pleasing tendencies that are not actually serving us and of course there's a little bit of take give and take when it comes to relationships of course but we need to know where our boundaries lie 
and for me to wake up and to be able to really step in to the person that I want to be and the life that I want to have it required me to get sober and I don't think I would have ever learned these things without actually taking the leap but the mindset shift that got me there was realizing I don't want to be in spaces that I'm not having fun I'm using alcohol as something to numb whatever I'm feeling and wanting to escape and I now love myself enough to choose differently it's not I'm not getting sober out of shame I'm getting sober as an empowerment as a thing that is like if you want to be the best version of yourself you know that this doesn't serve you anymore so it's time to get up get up and get out like where do we go from here if we know that this is something that's not serving us and this is any negative or toxic habit that you're currently experiencing and you keep getting in these vicious self-sabotaging cycles if you're acknowledging that it's a cycle that you're stuck in it's time to do something about it because where do we go from here is this what we just continue for the rest of our lives is being in and out of these cycles and continuing to hate ourselves when we fall back in and the shame and the blame and the guilt it destroys our self-confidence it destroys our self-worth and the relationship to ourselves and so to be able to show up for yourself differently and make the decision that you deserve more and find that bigger that bigger purpose of like i realize that i'm actually able to cope without these numbing mechanisms oh my goodness everything shifts everything shifts and I feel that right now I've been able to look around and realize that like my life has drastically changed in a way that is so exciting but also so scary because it's like I don't recognize this version of myself because I haven't been her in so long like I've been drinking since I was 15 and the first time I ever got wasted First time I ever drank alcohol, I got absolutely blackout drunk. I didn't remember anything. I hit my head on a cab door and I had a concussion. And it's always been a lingering toxic thing that for some people, they're like, you were fine. You were so fun. But how it impacted me was so not fun. And I myself am so okay now to choose what's fun for me and what is aligned for me than having to please everyone else around me and I hope that you take this episode and use the what I just said to audit your life and see what's stealing your light stealing your bliss stealing your enjoyment from these day-to-day things are you saying yes to all the things that you want to say no to are you saying yes to habits that you know are not serving you and what can you do now to shift into a new way of being to show up differently to choose differently I think it's the most powerful thing I've ever experienced and I'm so proud of where I've gotten to because if I hadn't done all of the other self-development work years prior, I don't think I would have gotten to a place of safety to finally step into this place. So if you're not like there yet, it's okay. It's always a process. Like you're never done learning, growing, healing. You're never done that. So let's not get it twisted. There's no finish line, but it's basically you overcome all of these things and then you get safe and then you are now safe enough to like face all the other battles that you are dealing with internally deep down like all the old wounds all the limiting beliefs all of that and one it's a beautiful process two it's part of life and three if you're just 
willing to kind of gain some curiosity around that, you legitimately have the power to rewrite your entire story. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's true. So I had to share that. It just, I don't know, it was sitting on my chest. Like I want to tell you this one mindset shift that got me sober because it legitimately was the thing that has kept me here, you know, and I don't miss it. I think about alcohol as like, I've said this before on my stories and stuff. I don't know if I've said in the podcast, so sorry if it's repetitive, but I've looked at it as like an old toxic ex-boyfriend where you're like, wow, like I was so crazy back then. That was so wild. I had so much fun, but would I take them back? Never in a fucking chance. Like we are never getting back together, like ever, okay? So I think that there's something to be said about being able to reminisce and to get nostalgic sometimes, but also not allow that nostalgia to overpass like all of the other shit. Cause we can do that. We can romanticize everything in our lives and then completely forget the lessons we had to learn. So I really just look at it as this ex-boyfriend that I would never take back. And I'm so proud of that. And I'm so I feel like I have new eyes going into my future because I'm finally ridding self-sabotaging cycles that I haven't gone out of for 10 years. And it's so funny because I've been in the self-development work for so long, but this was truly the most pivotal thing for me. And I'm so happy that I get to share with all of you all of these lessons while I'm going through it. And I hope that any of these takeaways can just plant a seed in you that can help completely change your life as well because listening to podcasts listening to others has been what has gotten me here as well you know without holly whitaker's book quit like a woman back in 2020 i don't know if i would have known what sober curiosity was or being willing to face my relationship with alcohol if melissa wood tepperberg from melissa wood health if she hadn't shared that she was trying life without alcohol now she's four years later still haven't had any alcohol and really talks about how much cooler her life is and I feel that she gave me the permission to also do the same and to have people like that where maybe it's not in that instant you heard a podcast and you just shift everything but it's these little moments that grow and evolve over time and compound into just completely changing everything it's like when you hear that one thing that you just suddenly can't unsee those are pivotal moments and you never know what they're going to be. And so I feel like it's my disservice to not share this stuff. Even though it feels so vulnerable, it also feels so aligned because it's where I'm at. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I wanted to keep it short and sweet and just a spicy little solo to continue your week. I hope you're all doing well. I'm sending you so, so much love. I cannot wait to bring Sexy and Sober events to Toronto as well and hopefully other places in the future. I'm working really hard on that. So if that's something that you're interested in, um, there's going to be a wait list for my coaching program as well as a wait list for Sexy and Sober in the link in bio or the show notes, sorry, not link in bio. You know what I mean? Both. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see it in the link in bio. But if you want to just scroll down to the show notes, you're going to see a waitlist for Sexy and Sober to be the first to know about the first event, which will be coming in just a few months. So really excited about that. Cannot fucking wait. And I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And I will see you next Wednesday. Bye guys.